Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, listener, and welcome to episode 39 of the From the Finney podcast with Ollie, Jimmy and me, Jake. In this episode, we're going to be joined by Scott Laird. We'll discuss Friday night's win against the Bastards and we'll finish up by looking ahead to Tuesday night's game against Watford. Enjoy. How are we, fellas? Are we good? Good the world, mate. Got the lily white. Nothing better than a, a derby win, is there? Nope. Absolutely not. Good good way for you to crown your final episode as co-host with us, Ollie. Perfect. Just Alex Neal loves a derby win, doesn't he? I think does. his record is unbelievable. I um, think it's it's one defeat, isn't it? Yeah, and it's no defeats with eleven men either. <laughs> <laughs> it's right though that because yeah, we, we've said it out in loads of times. That game goes in at half time nil nil back in November and it's probably a different game second half. Yeah. But hey ho, South Ribble is ours. Don't you forget it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, can't, I just I said on ranks before game like it just means a lot this one to us because like growing up in South Ribble when all them fans were popping up in the nineties like in the, in the blue and white halves it was just minging and now like it's just revenge time and it they've not beat us there for like twenty years now at Ewood is it that yeah, long two thousand and one last time they beat us there bloody hell so yeah, half these, half, of the, half of their fans won't even remember beating North End on their own patch. It's brilliant, isn't it? No, yeah. It's all right. <laughs> Love it. How are we, Scott? Are we good? Really well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. And I said, I feel very privileged. Ollie's, Ollie's last one to be a part of it. Bit of history. Yeah. 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 Love that. There'll be, there'll be a few upset, uh, I would say, girls, but I don't think we've got that many female listeners. Um, <laughs> yeah, there'll, be, there'll just be a few upset listeners, but... Every credit to you, mate. We've said it before. I think you've said it on Twitter. Everyone knows, obviously, your dream is to work in football. So, fingers crossed that you can you can go and smash that and that's that's where you end up. I mean, obviously, you've got the, the Sweden gig already. So, yeah, all the best. Good luck. Good luck. All the best. best um, yeah, tonight. Jim, how big a sigh of relief did you breathe at the end of that? Because I could tell even in our WhatsApp, you were on edge. A funny story. One of the lads is, um, I got a message about five minutes before end at game and my phone, phone starts ringing. It's um, Stato, one of the lads. And he goes, I was like, I'm not, I can't speak, mate. I'm a bit busy. Anyway, he takes a picture. He's outside my house delivering to my next door neighbour and he's just, I've just heard you shouting through your window. We're quieting <laughs> down. <laughs> honest, honest to God. Yeah, nervous, mate. That that was that was nerve wracking. Um Credit to manager, got it right. I didn't think he did before the game. I looked at the team and I thought, so many changes. Right. Greg's hardly kicked a ball. Story's not played since Watford. Right. He's going two up top. Barkey's not in greatest form at the minute. But that first half blew him away, didn't it, really? They didn't deserve the goal that they got. Yeah, fantastic first half. Just set the tone, didn't it, for the game, really? Yeah. That, we know that's what they can do. This That's the frustration, right? You know, you look at his smile on TV now. Alex Neil doesn't smile, but he's, you know, ear to ear grin. So it's nice to see. Good feeling. Yeah, very good. Very good. I think there was, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because you, you were one of them, but there was a lot of people, there was a lot of people worse than you as well, to be fair, but there was a lot of people beforehand on social media sort of being heavily critical of the, of the formation of the, the team selection. And we, we've all seen recently, especially in the game against Rotherham with the two mistakes that led to the Rotherham goals, how shaky we've been at the back. So I think with the mobility, the pace that Rovers have got in that front three, I don't think you can blame him really going with a back three, back five, if you will. The thing is, Jake, we've gone two up top. They like to play out from the back. He's gone 2v2. The wing-backs have pushed really hard on the full-backs. Forced them long to Adam Armstrong, who's about five foot five. Couldn't really get down the sides of him. I thought we covered off the sides really well with Fuse and Story. A bit of mobility down the sides. Um, and then it's gone man for man in the middle. And I thought our front two worked their back back two 
so much in the first half that they just couldn't get any rhythm, Blackburn. I thought Chad Evans was fantastic again, to be fair to him. And I thought yeah. he worked quite well with Barkey. I thought Barkey's pace on the last line, I thought Bramthwaite in particular struggled. Um, he looked a bit like a deer in headlights at times, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, we forced them long. Um, when they sort of made their way into our half, we just defended in a narrow five really well. Always a threat on transition, aren't we, as well? And I thought, second half, like Jimmy said, it was a bit nervy at times, but we defended deeper. I thought he made the changes at the right times. I thought Potts and Reese, you know, they both could have scored. They both made a good impact. Reese should have gone down, but that's that's an Alex Neil masterclass tonight for me. Tenth in the league, you know, there's no arguments from anyone, is there, surely, tonight? Level on points with Rovers, who, by all accounts, were Champions League winners about three, four months ago. I'm just privileged to see the future Ballon d'Or winner in the flesh tonight. We all are, mate. But let's see, not forget, he, he, he's, he's the one that got away, according to Sky. Well, it's boring, that. It's just boring to... to was he even on the pitch? Like, it's just boring. Same yeah, as he, had, he had a half chance, didn't he, about five, ten minutes into the second half that... Bradley, Bradley Dak's on the south coast. In Ben Pearson's pocket still. Still in Ben Pearson's pocket. <laughs> He's, he's not doing that show, isn't he? That, that Bradley Dak. Is he on that show now? Reality show? Yeah, with his yeah. missus is from... Is she, is she, is she from Towie or the only... Uh, the only way is Essex is Towie. Made in Chelsea, whatever it is. She's on one of them too, isn't she, I think? I don't know, mate. I've got yeah. a laugh. I don't really watch that sort of thing. But he, look, he's too busy doing his hair half the time. It's just like... Just, like, just come on, mate. He doesn't look the same player since his injury, though. Yeah. Don't look anywhere near that player again. Just say that, but you know, when you've been out that length of time with an injury like that, you, you're not probably it's going to take your time to get back up to speed. Well, if, we've got you, if you are the perfect, gonna... the perfect man with us to talk about coming back from an injury, yeah, of course. God, I'll never forget that. It was, yeah. it, it, it is hard, it, it is, it's mentally, I think, more than anything as well. And you know, to get back up to speed, and even in the championship, you know, and I didn't play in the championship for long enough, but to get back up to speed in League One, it was tough. You know, and it's, I think he's got a lot of pressure on him with the young lad that he got from um, Liverpool as well on loan. So I think he's got a lot of, you know, he's thinking, right, if I don't buck my ideas up, he's going to be on my case as Harvey Elliott. And I think he did change the tempo of the game a little bit, Elliott, when he came on, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Just, just on Dak as well. I thought something that stuck out to me before the game, I uh, don't know if you all saw it, but Tony Mowbray's interview with Sky, he was asked about starting him and he said, if I start Bradley for the next... 10 or 15 games between now and the end of the season you're going to get me 5 to 10 goals and I'm thinking that that to me feels like a lot of pressure that the manager's putting on the player there for for I mean you, you, it depends how you look at it because you could you could look at it as a manager rating the player or how it came across to me at least that he's he's putting putting pressure on the player there if you know he's kind of saying if I'm going to start you then I'm expecting a return I think yeah. so. I think that's quite. <laughs> I think you put it like that, definitely. But I, I think they've got maybe they kept going on about how attacking they are, aren't they? I just think that I think what you just said there, you guys said about you put pressure on them and they didn't have really have another way, did they? They didn't have yeah. another way of, of getting out. And if, I think that game summed up Alex Neil for you know Derby, you mentioned about the you never lost a derby game, is it something like that with eleven with, men with eleven men anyway? Yeah. <laughs> But that, these games suit him, you know, he gets his teams working really hard, in your face, high tempo, never give up, 96 minutes, you know, you run, run, run. And I don't think Blackburn really know how to break it down in the end. Yeah. I think a big difference tonight was Blackburn's midfield compared to the first game. If you remember, Jimmy, I think me and you were gushing over their midfield. I think Holtby in the first game controlled the game really for them. It was tribal as well, weren't it? It was tribal, Holtby yeah. and... It might have been Davenport or, yeah. or was it Rothwell? Yeah, it was, it was Rothwell, wasn't it? Yeah, their three in that first game bossed it like yeah. energy and depressed us to death. And yeah. tonight that was a completely different midfield. You could tell, like it just didn't. Just we were a better midfield than them tonight. Yeah, yeah. I just thought they didn't control the tempo really. And you know, I've not seen the stats, but I reckon they had you know a good seventy plus long balls tonight. Just. And it's not Adam Armstrong's game. We, I thought we, we 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 dealt with the space behind us well, quite well tonight. I thought Story in particular coming in for the first time in probably two and a half, three months maybe. I thought he just dealt with that channel really well. 
Armstrong likes to drift into that left channel. Just didn't give him any space, really, I don't think. Um, and I thought Brownie as well at wing-back. He's just... I've seen people saying that. They don't like him there, but I think people have got in the head that if you're a centre-mid, you can't play there because if you look at him tonight, you would never tell that he was a centre-mid. He just looks like he's been playing there for a long time. Um, you can play Brown anywhere there, couldn't you? You can yeah. play Brown anywhere if the job. Yeah. He's, he's a very good footballer, isn't he, Scott? And I think you said that with the assist. It was just an absolute quality ball and a great finish from Greg. Really nice to see him on the score sheet because I don't think he actually scored that many for us, did he? I think he got a lot of assists in his first yeah, he, in his first. You mentioned spell before, Jimmy scored one against Bristol City, didn't he, for us? Remember yeah. that? Just don't really remember many more. Mm. He scored I think as a wing back. You need goals. You need to have go- if you're going to play wing backs. You go- your wing backs need to be goal assisters, goal goal put on the tallies. You know because. You can't yeah. just be a good wing back and defend. I think you need to be a threat going forward as well. And he's got a great left foot, Greg. Let's be honest. Yeah. Similar, similar to yours against Man United. To be fair, that one. Touching it, but. <laughs> 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 but I know I left. I knew Greg was coming in. Out of this club. <laughs> just one for you, Scott. Just how, how different is it as as a fullback to play wing back? I think it depends. Really, I think. It, there's, there's loads of variables. There's loads of ways you can put it. It depends on the manager, for one, how he wants to play tactically. Um, so I think it worked really well tonight with the two wing-backs because they both can play full-backs. So it was great. You talk about the three at the back. We're very good at marking the space out wide, but you've got two wing-backs who can be full-backs as well. You know, they're very good at... And high energy. That's the big thing, being a wing-back. You've got to have high energy because you can't get pinned back as a five. You've got to be able to get up and, and press their which they did really well, which Ollie said really well, was the front two pressed the centre-halves and the wing-backs pressed the full-backs. They couldn't get out, so they played long balls. Yeah. But also, once they pressed those balls, as soon as it goes over the head, they got to get their asses back and they got to get it back quick. Um, I love wing-back. I think it's great. Like, you get to attack, you get to defend, you get to do a bit of everything. But it is, it is tough. And I think Brownie, I think now and again, is brilliant at wing-back. But I think if you're going to play wing-backs every single week, you've got to have a specialist wing-back, if that makes sense. Mm. You've got to be specialist. But Brownie could, as I say, Brownie could play absolutely anywhere. But I think, you know, I'm saying that, and he's got the assist for the goal, and he's, he was brilliant. But I think if you're going to go forward every single game with wing-backs, you've got to have specialist wing-backs. Joe Edwards. Yeah, go on. No, no, Joe go Edwards on. is a big one. I played him at Warsaw. He's now at Plymouth. He's Plymouth captain. Yeah. And he's a centre midfielder. But he's unbelievable at wing-back. Because he's got a centre midfielder's engine, yeah. playing at wing back, it, it works perfectly. Because all he's got to be bum 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 for ninety minutes. Yeah. yeah, I think for Brownie, that's four goal contributions. Now I might be off on the assists, but all from wing back. Yeah, I just, I just think you do miss him in the middle. I think he's just so effective in in games. I think you take him out the middle sometimes, and you're going to miss him over a period of games. You might not miss him for one or two games, but over a period of games, you will. Yeah, yeah. I think we can get away with that more now with. With Malumbi, I thought Malumbi would start tonight. I think if Malumbi plays in the middle, um, you know, I love Brownie, but I think he can excel, excel out wide for me. But I thought Malumbi would start. It was interesting that he kept Ledson in tonight. It's Ledson's type of game, weren't it? I think to be fair to him, um, I think we were saying before we came on, probably a bit lucky with a second potential second yellow. But yeah, it was it was this kind of game, and I thought him and Whiteman did quite well, just patrolling in the middle, just went about it quite quietly tonight, didn't he? Well, Whiteman. We've seen a lot more of Whiteman in previous games, but I thought they both did well tonight. Yeah. yeah. He looked I know, like he, I know Ledson got the assist as well, but I think Gallia take the assist for the second. Did you see him have a little word with Ledson? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Gallia tried assisting that one. It was a weird one. <laughs> they, it looked like the ball held up or something. It just looked like a weird header, didn't it? I don't know what happened. Liam Lindsay didn't even really know like he knew much about it either. No. Weird one, that. Just, just mm-hmm. on Lindsay, I thought he, I thought he'd done well tonight. And obviously, we mentioned Story before. Um, you know, out of the cold, he's another one that's come in and done well. Do you think he's gone with that sort of back three, back five tonight? With, I mean, I say pace. Lindsay's not really got much. Andrew Hughes doesn't have much. It's a little bit more mobile, though. Yeah, it let's is. Be it, it's, Lin- it's more mobile than than Hunts and Lindsay as a back. Centre back pairing, yeah, yeah. I think the big thing with Lindsay is because he's not played in the league for twelve months when he's been at Stoke. It's going to take him a couple of games to get up to speed. It was really highly thought of at Barnsley, you know. And tonight it was really impressive for me. 
thought it was good in the air. I thought he dealt really well with Armstrong tonight. Um, he, won, he won pretty much everything in the air, didn't he, tonight? Well, a lot. In a back three, you've got to be able to defend 1v1. If you, yeah. So you've got to have good one because you're going to get sometimes in a game you will get obviously wing backs going forward you will get caught out so if you've got good defenders 1v1 a back three is easy to play Yeah I thought I think we said last week Jake I don't think you can play Hunts and Lindsay in a back three because one of them has to play in that sort of wider area Yeah, I think that's why it was so important that Hughes played in there tonight because Hughes you know, he's a full back in here really so he's quite mobile in terms of Greg can play there as well. Greg can play yeah. left of the back three, yeah. you know, because he can I, come out with the ball. Because you get yeah. you get a lot of the ball in the back three. Yeah. You know, so you've got to play as well. I think Greg played there for us quite a few times, if I remember correctly, before he left. Um, but I think, you know, you can't get away with playing that back three if you play Lindsay in the middle of it. I thought he's ideal to play in the middle, isn't he, really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Your best two is fullbacks. If you've got two fullbacks to play, you've got your, like a Lindsay yeah. and two fullbacks as a three because. Well, it depends how you want to play it again. It goes back to how you want to play it. If you're going to play possession, so have yeah. full backs as a back, two of the back three you can play, but they can defend 1v1 as well. Or if you just want to go head it and kick it, just put three big centre outs there. Yeah. Remember you saying something like that a few months ago, Ollie, about you, how, how you can play two full backs and just one centre half if you were going yeah. to play a back three. The thing is, without wanting to go on too much of a tangent, why do you need three centre backs in a back three? It's, you don't really. You don't. I think it's. A, you know, like like Scott has just said, if you want three to head it and kick it, by all means, play a three in there. But, you, you know, most back threes, now if you look at it, there's only two natural centre-backs in it. You don't really see many back threes anymore. Um, in Spain, you see quite a lot of two full-backs and one centre-back. But I think it makes sense if you, you know, if you're going to play high up the pitch, you need mobility in the wide areas. You want to play a back three, play a full-back in there. You know, yeah. I think Fisher did it at, at Bristol City away. It might, might be Bristol City at home, but I think Fisher and Fisher and Hughes played played as the the, the, the centre backs as well. Yeah, obviously we mentioned him before, but I think Chad Evans again shown his worth tonight. He's he's worked his nuts off. He's well, he's according to Sky put in a man of the match performance, and obviously he's not got on the score sheet, but I think he's he's worth it in all honesty. Led the line really well tonight. Yeah. Like really strong, gave Brand- that, that is it Branthwaite. Jared Branthwaite, yeah, yeah. You'll uh, be having nightmares about him tonight because he's just been pulled apart. Like because he's just Evans has done everything. You know, he's what thirty-two, so he's got you know he's an experienced player, and like he's he's left one in on him a little bit as well. I think was on the touchline. Just little clever things, just to I suppose manage his opponent more than anything. I just thought it was a really good performance by him, you know, and it helps playing in a two form, I think. Yeah. You know, to have someone alongside him just worked really well. Um, He's handful. He's an absolute handful. Playing against him over the years before he went into what, what he went into, <laughs> he, um, you know, he's, He's an absolute. He was a handful. I remember playing against him when he was at Sheffield United, and he, he was on more money than the whole of the Stevenage squad put together <laughs> yeah. in League One. We played him in League One, beat him home and away, and he, he was on more money than all of us combined. What was he like to play against Scott? He's just a handful, but, but he's yeah. a goal scorer as well, and he's a goal scorer. Mm. So you know, I think obviously he went, he's been and done what he's done over the years, but he's he would have scored loads and loads of goals at every level. Because he's always in the right place, and he just he works his nuts off. You, you, which you wouldn't probably associate with him, but he is. He's just a handful. Elbows. He's a bit like Garns. Yeah. Garns. You know? One of you two said you. that before, didn't you? Yeah. Pet. I think as well. He's well. It's something you said. I think even before he'd signed Ollie, but he's he's an upgrade on Jaden Stockley. You know, yeah. no no disrespect to Jaden, but he, he is a better footballer than Jaden. He's more mobile. Yeah. I think that's quite important when you're playing in the way Alex wants to play. I don't remember from 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 his Sheffield United days. I don't remember him being that physical. I thought it was more of a just a, a finisher, but he's got quite a lot to his game, hasn't he? Really, if we're being if we're being serious, and I don't know how old Brantwaite is, eighteen, nineteen, but that will probably be his toughest game of his career so far, I'd imagine, in terms of Championship football. Um, and I thought even Lenihan struggled against him to, you know. I don't think there were many clear headers all night. And I thought, like like Jimmy said, playing with Barky close to him, um, thought it worked quite well. So, you know, if, if we carry on with the three at the back, I think it will be uh, Chet Evans and, and another alongside. 
I think mentally as well, you can't get away from the elephant in the room, obviously, with everything he's done, is he's got, mentally, he's got to play well every game, otherwise the fans are on him. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's a good, I think that's a good thing in some weird way, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I think you've, you've, form. you've seen that already. The fans can't wait, you know, to have a pop or whatever. And fans of Chad Evans can't wait to have a pop at the other fans. So mm. it's always entertaining anyway, but yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> it's done well. boring being a North End fan, is it? And if he was if he was half a yard further back, he would have had that deflected goal, wouldn't he? So yeah, yeah. You know they always hit strikers. Them they always hit strikers and go in, don't they? Thing is with Shed, he can probably play the next couple of years as well because he's had that length of time out of the game. Yeah, he's probably you know he's thirty two, but realistically he's probably only thirty in terms of actual like footballing age. Same as what we said about Scott Sinclair, Sinclair, isn't it? Sinclair, yeah. I, he's probably got a couple of extra years in the bank by having that time away from the game. So. No, I think he's, he's proven everyone wrong, isn't he? In terms of everyone that doubted him, I thought he was signing a League One journeyman. And obviously, now we've seen him, it, we've, we've signed far from that, really. So, what just on, continue. just on, Chad, what, what do you think happens at the end of the season? Because obviously, he's out of contract in, at, at Fleetwood. We're led to believe that it was a signing that Alex Neil wanted. Do you think it's someone that we maybe give two years to? I've not a clue. He's our, he's our player now, and he's permanent signing for us. So, yeah, if we extend cool. it, if we, if we extend his contract, then great. You know, if he if he proves his worth, same with Greg, isn't it? I'm sure there's going to be an option within these deals. If they do well, then there'll be an option to extend the contract. So I thought. Yeah, I think we're going to need two or three strikers in the summer. If you look at Louis Malt's going to go, obviously stop. He's not coming back. Yeah, you got Maguire, and then you got Reese. Um, so does. You know, there's room for Chad Evans next season if he does well into this season as the more target man. So, mm. you know, I thought he won quite quite a bit in the air as well tonight. Which, considering he's not the tallest, he's big though, isn't he? He's he's just not easy to defend against. Just a pest, any like Scott said. Big pest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> I just realised what I said then. <laughs> not, what did you say the other week Jim oh that <laughs> the, was jury's, the jury's still out on him as, as a sign yeah that was it <laughs> was it premeditated or did it just come no, out no it just came out that's good it's just, yeah, it was just one of them but no one tweeted it no one t- I, think, no, no. I think I only saw one person on the on the fans forum tweet uh, oh, saying mate. something about it I was in work on the Monday morning and someone said did you, did you save out Chad, being <laughs> something about a jury, I'm like, yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's good to get a win. We're at level on points with Rovers. Before the game, everyone was talking about Blackburn as potential playoff contenders. Where where do you think that leaves us now? Uh, are we just outside the relegation zone now? Are we, are we looking? Um, well, I think, yeah, just about safe, I think, at the nah. minute. Tenth in the league, aren't we? I think, you know, it's not bad, is it, for us? Little old Preston, that sixth lowest budget in the league, tenth, tenth in the league. I just think we, you know, there's going, there is going to be a lot of ups and downs just because of the nature of bringing eight players in. And um, I think the nature of how this season's panned out in terms of the pandemic and and everything that comes with that affecting obviously football, yeah, from a wider point of view. We've just always got a result in us like that, haven't we? We've just he, he pulls out a different formation, makes a few changes, and then we just go and win the game. So it'd be an interesting game on Tuesday night because obviously Watford are in the top six, but they're struggling a little bit at the minute, aren't they? So you know, you just you never know, do you? I think we've got a little bit too much to make up. I think if Bournemouth win tomorrow, it's nine points. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just I'm just gonna just just enjoy it. Like we aren't gonna go down. And the manager isn't going to get sacked, so just enjoy it. Yeah, just build for next season. Just get a bit, you know, get a bit of momentum. Hopefully, towards the end of the year, get a few new signings in the summer because this summer's going to be big again. You know, there's going to be another little overhaul this summer. You know, I know we just bought eight in, but you know, what is it? Five of them are loans, so you keep half of them. But there's, there's probably another eight coming in in the summer, either perms or loans. So. Just wait and see. Let's just, like I say, enjoy the ride. See where it takes us. Just want to, just want to finish higher than we did last season. You know, just like you know, a little bit of, bit, bit of, like 
develop us more as a club and like just keep pushing on because like you go from ninth to seventh and next year you, you set yourself that target don't you in terms of just stepping up into that, that top six top six is going to be hard you know look at the teams that are going to come down from the Premier League you know, there's no one there that you think I suppose all three of them are going to come down with money that's the thing that, that's that's the big disparity in the championship for me Yeah, just the, the money involved now we We've got a bottom six budget and we're competing at the top end of the league. I think we just sometimes need to step back and realise that sometimes. Do you think our fans are sort of over-expecting from the club? I don't know if it's over-expecting, but it's it's just got to be realistic. You know, we can't expect top six finishes every season. You know, I said to someone this morning, Alan Irving was, what, 2009, was it? We last finished in the playoffs. You know, Billy Davis before that, they were on about um, who to get in as manager if, if we lose these next three games, amazingly. Like, well, we're not going to lose these next three games, so just let's let's calm down. But it's like we need someone with proven experience. I'm like, well, not be funny. Proven experience isn't really out there to get into the into the championship playoffs. What does that even mean? Alex because... Neal's done it. Alex Neal's done it. Exactly. We've got a man who's actually took a team to the Premier League. I. And we're what talking about getting proven experience in. Jake, I think I think the finishing seventh in the first season was probably the worst thing that could have happened for Alex. Because yeah. the only way you can improve is to break into them playoffs. And if you think about the first season, we had a prime Jordan Hugel for the first half. We had Callum Robinson. We had Ben Pearson in the form of his life. Paul Gallagher was probably 30. We had Greg Cunningham, Ben Davis. Hunt was in his prime. We had a very good team that year. And we've got worse every year, I think. Um, yeah, well, when you lose Cunningham, Hugill, Robbo, uh, obviously Galley's ageing, yeah, and and you don't bring in adequate replacements, then you, you naturally you're going to go backwards, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, sure. So, but you know, we've always been in the top half around around you know top ten, top twelve. Yeah. And I think it's because Alex is a very good coach. Yeah, I mean, you look at the teams that finished above us that first season. Wolves, Cardiff, Fulham, Villa, Middlesbrough, Derby. I mean, yeah. Villa are now an established Premier League team. Fulham are up there again. Wolves are an established Premier League team. Cardiff have obviously went up that season. You know, we finished above Millwall, Brentford, Sheffield United. You know, Leeds were 13th, Norwich were 14th that season. You know, we did bloody well that year. You know, we finished two points off the playoffs. Did we, yeah. did we draw a game or something? Like? No, no, it, 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 was, Derby, it was a derby. It? Alan Brown missed the penalty, missed the penalty. at 0-0. And it then was, Tom it, Lawrence scored a free kick, didn't he? Beat Maxwell at his near post. Yeah, and then and obviously they finished two points above us. So that first season, I think we got 74 points or something like that. 73, 73. points. Yeah. That, that was an incredible season for Preston, that. So, yeah, just enjoy these last however many games it is. Yeah. I think as well, I think when people start to come to terms with the fact that we are just going to be a mid-table side this season, you know, like you said, it's easier to then go on and just enjoy what what we've got left. And next season, I think, then becomes a massive season. Yeah, absolutely. If you bring in a new manager, what's that going to do? It's going to have to cost you money. Again, you're down to money. And if you want a proven manager, it's going to cost you even more money. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to want. He's going to want players. He's going to want players out. He's going to want a budget. Like we don't. We've got. We've got hardly any money to spend anyway. Yeah. But I love Alex Neil. I think, like, like I said on the podcast with Peter, like we're not going to get better than Alex Neil at this level for, for where we're at at this moment in time. Yeah, he's going to make the odd mistake from time to time. Yes, we're going to lose to bottom three teams every now and again, like we just did last week. But then you're going to pull in a performance like that. You know, go to Brentford who are going to walk away with the league this season and beat them 4-2 on their own turf. You know, not many teams are going to go to Brentford now this season and get a point off them. Go to you know, Bournemouth and, and do what we did there. Exactly. So, I think we, we, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows under Alex Neil. That's just, I, I think, was it you, Jake, or Matt, been you said he's a little bit streaky in terms of results. He put little runs together of like defeats or not winning games and he'll go on a, an unbeaten stretch. And it, yeah. it's just that's just the nature of the championship really and it's probably you know, you've got a coach who's 39 years old yeah. I don't think happens. it helps as well you know we've said it in the past but we've drawn the least amount of games in the league this season us and Bristol City drawn three games mm. yeah not complaining tonight about a lack of a draw 
<laughs> no, absolutely not. But obviously we've said it a million times in the past when you can't get on the ground and you can't go and watch the games and it's you're up here or you're down here. There's no, there's well, there's rarely in our case any middle ground. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure we'll say it again before the end of the season. It just doesn't help matters really, does it? When yeah. it's I euphoria it... or just people being pissed off really. Yeah, I think that I think if we if we hadn't won tonight, it would have been one win in eight. But then I think if you look at Brentford, I think earlier in the season they had one win in seven. I think Swansea have gone through one win in six. I think Watford some like one win in one win in seven or eight. You know, the Norwich now on a dodgy little run, aren't they? So yeah, it, it's just the nature of the championship, and Scott will know this better than anyone. It's literally about five margins within games and. A five-game winless run could have easily been, you know, three wins and two draws if tiny decisions had gone the other way. And in the championship, there's one goal in that again tonight. There was one goal in the Rotherham game. Sheffield Wednesday was one goal. You know, there's been so many games that have been separated by the odd goal. It's he literally was save right at the end of the first half. Yeah, exactly. So tiny moments like that massively change the course of a season, don't they? So there's just nothing in any of these games, if we're being honest. No, yeah, I think I think you're spot on. To be fair, it is it is it just does come down to to fine margins. I mean, United in the cup, you'll you'll obviously know all about that, Scott. Having played in it, but we're we not brought out yet. Do we talk about? Well, I mean, we mentioned your goal, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it totally is. It, things can swing. Either that might put us on a run now. Might put us on a run of five or six, seven unbeaten. And then, like you say, you don't know where we could be then. Yeah, and you wouldn't put it past Alex because, like Jimmy just mentioned before, he is a bit of a streaky manager. Um, and, you know, we will go one one win, one draw maybe in five or six, but then we'll go three or four wins and a draw in, in five or six as well. So uh, I would rather win three, lose three, if that makes sense, than win three or, and, or, or win one, draw three, lose three. Because I'd rather... You're getting more points, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd rather go for it. I, I've always been the one, if you're gonna, you've got to go for it, you've got to go for the win. Because draws, you know, I know they're a point, but sometimes, and sometimes they might get you back on the road of going unbeaten, but I think to have less draws is a, is a good way to go about it. Because at the end of the season, yeah, you know, if you've got a less in the draw section, you, you'll be you'll be okay. Yeah. Unless I noticed last, last week, I think it was, a lot of the fans that you see criticising the manager or the club or whatever, um, and sort of wetting the knickers, if you will. We're, it seemed to me, anyway, we're running out of things to moan about. So we're looking at, I think we'd, we've lost eight out of however many games at home, and they were like, "Does does any is that good enough for any team in the championship to be losing eight out of 14 home games? I'm thinking, fuck it. How nitpicky do you want to get? Yeah. That was our eighth away win tonight, by the way. Yeah. This season. Exactly. It's, you know, it's... It's a we've gone through act, we've it? gone through seasons without winning an away game at all. Yeah, like I, I can remember going away, like going home and away watching North End. If we even getting an away win was like finding rocking or shit. It was bloody, mm-hmm. you know. It's we've had seasons like that. We've just won eight. It's typical that like, we're not in grounds, isn't it? Because we'd have I'm some right great away days at the minute. Winning eight games out of what fifteen away, brilliant. Yeah. Be on top at world. Imagine town tonight. If, if, Christ, yeah, Jimmy. Potwell will be getting absolute mate. Potwell will be having my credit card tonight if we, if we were like. I think <laughs> we having that, the right do. I think that's a good point though, because remember, us three went to the Stoke game. I think it was a year ago today or a year ago yeah, yesterday. I think we won two nil. Do you remember the atmosphere that night? It was unbelievable, and we've yeah. had eight of those this season, and not a single fan's been there. So you don't, you know, if if, if there was fans there tonight, if there was fans at Brentford and Bournemouth. You know, that QPR, then I think could be a lot more positivity. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's crap, isn't it? it is crap. It is yeah. Crap. You know, because we're recording this half an hour after the game's finished instead of being in the pub. Yeah, I'm pissed right yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> how, how big were the fans for you as a player, Scott, when you're going away from home? Does it, is it something that you think helps the team or do you not pay it much mind or? Incredible. I tell you a story now. Bury away. Going to bury away, and we outnumber. Honestly, it was incredible. We had what we had double their amount of home fans. I, it sticks in my mind those two games we played at bury away, and I think the first one when we beat them in Wesley in our first season when um, Casdale Sheriff scored. I think 
I scored, I think Bailey scored in front and in front of that their end. And we had behind the goal and all the way around that side. Yeah. That just still sticks with me now, you know, to go there and take what four and a half thousand to bury away. That's the biggest thing for me. That's that's the biggest difference. When people ask me what the what the best club I've played for is Preston because of things like that. You know, it's a it's a club that's it's ready for the, the Premier League one day, which I hope they do get there, but it's it's a championship side, ready for the Premier League. The fan base is incredible. To play in front of fifteen thousand every week and then to go away and take four or five thousand, that's what you do in the Premier. That's what Prem teams do. I think there was a game in the in the promotion season, Scott. I can't remember if you played MK Don's away. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah, Callum Robinson scored. Yeah. yeah. The fans that day being part of it were unbelievable. And I'm not sure if we'd have won as comfortably. I think it was two no. And I think we just dominated the game and I just remember the fans were absolutely incredible that day just thinking about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant finish from Robbo wasn't it right yeah. in the bottom corner I think it was yeah. on his left foot weren't it yeah. yeah we all ran over to the um, into the corner didn't we yeah that was I think Sunday. I was in the crowd I think I was in it <laughs> I think I jumped in the crowd from the, from the pitch good Pass. times good times yeah very The From the Finney podcast is brought to you in partnership with our title sponsor, Lanks Live. Lanks Live is the most popular news source in the county and is run entirely by a local team who all care dearly about the areas in which they live. Onto matters football, specifically Preston North End, and George Hodgson is their man at Deepdale. He's a North End fan and he asks the questions that the fans want answered. The best thing about Lanks Live is that the news is all free to read and the best way to keep on top of it all is by downloading the app or signing up to the newsletter. Head on over to lanks.live and sign up today. To stay up to date with all the latest news coming from Deepdale, follow their dedicated Twitter account, at PNE Live. And now, back to the podcast. Tuesday night then, fellas. Obviously, got Watford coming up. Um, they've not won in the last three games so they drew with Coventry got beat off QPR and then drew with Millwall but won three on the bounce before that um, obviously they don't, they don't score many goals I find it I find it really bizarre they've only scored 31 goals this season 28 games so what just over a goal a game four of them coming against us as well mm. yeah so take that out of the equation of a goal a game yeah. So um, I spoke to a couple of people who've watched Watford. They're not pretty on the eye at all this season. They're just very effective. Um, obviously, Deeney's back in the team. Obviously, they've got Saar, the, the winger. Um, yeah. Quite surprised they kept hold of him in January. I, I, I generally thought he'd go. Even in, thought, even in the summer, there was a lot of interest in him, wasn't there? I think yeah. United were linked with him at one point, were they? Liverpool. Liverpool oh. as well, yeah. So you look at that front four that they played against Coventry, Sima, Dini, Saar and Andre Gray. You know, Tom Cleverley's played at a high level before. Just looking a little bit shaky towards the back. Um, ben Foster's injured, isn't he, at the minute? So they've got the lad that was it, is it Backman? He's had a few loan spells in the AFL. So, look, well, it's one of those games Tuesday night where you play like we have done tonight and anything can happen. You know, yeah. this could be this could really kick start, you know, a good five, six game run that we might go on now. Who knows? It's Preston, isn't it, at the end of the day? And they're just they're just littered with quality Watford. It, but when you're not scoring goals and like you're still that in that position in the league, they're on the second manager, might be third come Tuesday night, no one knows because they, they chop and change all the time. Um but it's it's a head coach role, isn't it? Uh, it's not it's not a managerial role. I think everything else in terms of the team gets done above their head um, in terms of the owner of the Pozzo family. So, just wait and see. Yeah, I think they've, they've just got the, such good players that they probably won't lose games by a big amount. I think they'll just always be in the game, won't they? Um, I think that was our worst performance probably of the season or certainly up there with the Luton game for me. Um but I think well, we were first down to... off, I thought we were quite good, to be fair. I thought we were unfortunate to go in 1-0 down. Yeah, yeah, also, the team we played that day, though, we yeah. had Barkey and Sinclair playing as full-backs in yeah. the end. Because we, <laughs> yeah, we were playing 5-3-2, weren't we? And yeah. we just you know, just never really recovered, did we, from the start that we had? Um, what? Mm-hmm. I think they had, yeah. a, they had a massive advantage over us on set pieces that day. Um, so it'd be very interesting to, to see. I think they're 
can't remember if they... I think Jad Pedro scored from a set piece and had one ruled out from a set piece as well at the back post. Um, Blackburn had a chance last night because of our zone on marking at the back post. Bradley Dack had the header. Do you mean tonight? Yeah, tonight, sorry. <laughs> um, Bradley Dack had the header at the back post. Um, so that might be something they look at, but I think Liam Lindsay in there helps us in that regard because I think we miss Bauer, miss Bauer quite a lot in recent weeks. So I'll have to yeah. see. It'd be, be interesting to see what happens as well with the back five slash the back three, whatever. Whether he uh, sticks with it or... Yeah, because I thought, you know, Story done well tonight and Lindsay's done well. So if he goes back to a back four, obviously Greg scored tonight, might drop Hughes out and then Brownie at right back. But we'll have to wait and see. Only Luton have scored fewer goals away from home this season than Watford. Scored seven in 14 games away. But Can no we... teams no teams conceded fewer. Yeah, it'll be tight, won't it? I think you said 1-1, didn't you, Jimmy, before tonight? For tonight's game, I and I took one one as well as before the game, but playing like that, then yeah, I think I think Tuesday night might be nil nil. Mm-hmm. Tight game, tight game. We'd probably take a point when we against against Watford. Try and try and nip one on the break or something. They'll probably be very similar. They'll probably set up very tight. It's probably conceded nine goals in what sixteen games away from home. That yeah. that says to me that they're not they're not coming to entertain us, are they? You know, scoring seven in that same amount of games as well. No. Yeah, don't expect don't expect to be entertained. Yeah, hopefully, Anthony Gordon's fit as well. Not sure. Obviously, missed out tonight. Gordon and Sinclair. I want to see them both starting at deep now. Mm. Yeah, because it's where we struggled, isn't it, this season? Where do you fit them in in that formation? Yeah, that, this is what I said before the game. I'm not not sure where Gordon fits into there as a winger. I think Sinclair's played up front a few times for us, but I'm not sure Gordon just don't know where he fits in in that five three two. So if know. Ched's if Ched's doing all the running, then could you see Scott playing alongside him? I yeah. could. Yeah. Didn't that Everton lad say that Gordon had played as a ten? Mm. Uh don't Very, think he said he played as a ten. I think he said that he played mainly plays three, on the left, but he's he, he's the kind of player that he'll just play anywhere across that front three, yeah. yeah. Number 10, though, for Alex Neal's centre-mid in it, really. Yeah. So, I'll have to wait and see, won't we? But it's... If you missed out tonight, you're probably unlikely to start on Tuesday, aren't you? Yeah. Just wait and see what manager says. Obviously, when he spoke to George, and I'm guessing they spoke about it, weren't they? You would imagine yeah. so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Maguire, as well, has not been in the squad for a few games. Had an injury, hasn't he? But then he yeah. came back in against Rotherham, I think. Rotherham. Oh, did Last he? 10, yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It was not even on the bench tonight? No, I don't think so. No, not in the squad. Mm. Odd one, that. I thought Malumbi had a knock, you know, from when he went off against Rotherham. I thought that's why he didn't play him tonight. Because he left it really late. So he only came on for Ched, didn't he? Mm. What, 89th minute? Yeah, something like that. And I thought, like, with the loan and, and everything from Malumbi, I thought he'd have had to start or had, had to play, like, decent minutes. But depends on the term of the arrangement, like, because a lot of these loan arrangements now are you've got to play them for a certain amount of time unless you've got a knock. Uh, Alex Alex has said to the club about Anthony Gordon, it, it's just a little niggle. It just meant that he wasn't available tonight. So you would imagine after that he'll be back in contention for Tuesday night at least. Don't remember DJ's niggle that lasted about nine weeks. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. He's another one. He went off with, you know, something look, looked quite innocuous. I thought was he was knee. tired. You look, you look tired, didn't he, DJ? But, look, I haven't played a lot of game, a lot of minutes recently. His, has he? Well, he hasn't, has he? His, his, his pressing and discipline tonight was top class, I thought. He locked yeah. on to there. I think it was Davenport. He just locked on to him all night and he was... He allowed the strikers to split onto the centre backs. Didn't allow him to play short to the centre mid. I thought it was very good tonight. Very unlucky yeah. as well with the shot that went just wide. Yeah, deflected, He's, wasn't it? Did you see Ledson on that? Ledson was already celebrating as if he'd gone in. <laughs> <laughs> He's off his head, him. Yeah, he is. Scouser, though, isn't he? Mm. He yeah. tends to be. Character. Absolutely. You need him on nights like tonight, and, you know, it's paid off. Not so- Ryan Ledson's character is the sole reason that we've won the game, by the way. I think this everyone's just going to be getting excited about the two videos that are going around already on Twitter of him of his two tackles tonight. Oh, the one no. where he's, he's legitimate one, then he's, he's illegitimate one when he's done Dolan. But 
Hey ho. Gives us something to talk about, doesn't it? So Yeah, exactly. We've we've won we've won a Lancashire derby and we've got, got something like you say, something to talk about. Did you play in in any derbies for us, Scott? Uh, I was on the bench for the Blackpool game, the famous Tom Clark yeah. goal. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't play against Blackburn. Played against Burnley in the cup. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's about it, really. Um, yeah, I was I was gutted in that regard. I didn't get a chance to play in one of those games because you know from a from a out, outside looking in when you've played those bit there they they look like they've been good ones. Was it one a couple of years ago at Ewood Park when when was it Grant scored a penalty? Yeah, yeah. Would it really good? It kicked off a little bit, I think. I think there's a few that have kicked off a little bit over the years. The uh, Aidan McGeady last minute equaliser. That one, that one. Yeah. Sent them down that goal in the end. 93rd minute. That's the point that sent them down. Did he play against Carlisle, Scott? Did he play against oh, yeah, Carlisle yeah. on boxing? Yeah, he played against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brownell put in top. Is that four. a Brownell worldie? Yeah. yeah. That one. Yeah. I was on the stairwell for that one. Couldn't get a seat. That, that was a good one. I thought you were thought you were saying after the goal you yeah. ended up on the stairwell. Was it on Boxing Day that? Yeah, boxing, boxing Day. Yeah, yeah. Put about twenty five passes together before the goal, and Randall put it in the top corner. Yeah. Did, did everyone touch it? I remember it was like it was something yeah. like that, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, everyone did. Yeah, doing the rounds on social media, wasn't it? Yeah. That's a derby to them more than us, I think. But, I think yeah, I think it is more then. Mm. I remember, I remember the first time I went up to Carlisle. I went on one of the club coaches with uh, your best mate Jimmy, who I, I shan't mention. Um, and I think the coach in front of us, we got off, and the there was like old people coming off the coach crying and stuff, and we're like, "Fucking hell, what's going on here?" And there was a group of young Carlisle fans who did lob bricks at the bus, <laughs> put the windows through, and all these old codgers had come off in tears and. Yeah. yeah, thinking mate, fucking hell. I didn't realise it was this this much of a a derby. Mate, you think Burnley's bad? Honestly, Carlisle's another level. Oh no, that was Carlisle. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Carlisle's another level in terms of like yeah. back backwards. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say that I've got family there. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's probably, it's probably half my downfall as well. So um, yeah, cool. I think unless you boys have got anything else you want to add. Ah, good Ollie. Ollie. See you soon. Yeah. yeah. Nice I've just course. got I've just got one for you, mate. What's what's your what's your highlight? Highlight of what from the Finney? Yeah, being on the pod. Any nicknames that you've given out that stick with you? Um can't think of any to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um probably probably the game. When was it? I think it was Sheffield Wednesday away in lockdown. The recording after that. When yeah. the tree, when when Stockley actually scored, I think, um, yeah, I was off, I was off my tits that, that night. To be honest, <laughs> I thought we'd get in the playoffs, just fell short. But no, it's been decent two years, Jake. Um, Alex Neal's not been sacked, not been relegated. Jaden Stockley's left the club. It's been pretty good. <laughs> You'll be back soon. You'll be coming on as a guest out every now and again, hopefully. When you've got something to say. Yeah. Well, let's see Let's see where your career ambitions land you first. That that might put a spanner in the works. It's a bit harsh. No, as in like club duties overtake podcast oh, yeah. duties. Yeah, got a few things, a few irons in the fire. So let's see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cheers, Scott. Thank you for coming on. Much appreciated. Yeah, cheers, Scott. Good to see you. It's nice to come on after a win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It could have, this could have been a very different podcast. <laughs> very different podcast. But as it is, it's been a very pleasant one. Um, yeah, cheers, boys. And thank you, listener, for listening to episode 39 of the From the Finney podcast. Uh, didn't say it at the start, but you can support us here at From the Finney by going to supported.acast.com forward slash From the Finney. And if you aren't already, go and give us a follow on Twitter. And if you haven't already, go and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's massively appreciated, as is your time, boys. Thank you. That's one, lads. See you Tuesday. Yeah, see you Tuesday. Well, I'll see you on Tuesday, Jim. Yeah. Right, cheers, boys. Thank you. All right, North End fans, the juice here. You're listening to From the Finney. This is our brand new single, Tell Me Tina. Hope you enjoy it.
Shins out. 